Hello, Sobertown, and welcome to the Sobertown Polly podcast. Polly, that's a good start, isn't it? Uh, (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) Welcome to the Sobertown podcast. This is Polly, and I am doing an off the cuff with a very special guest today from the I Am Sober app and from our ladies' groups, Al Webby. Good morning, Al Webby. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's good to get together uh, uh, and chat. Um, And you have a a really wonderful milestone coming up uh, tomorrow. I do, yeah. What are you collecting tomorrow? Oh, tomorrow I get my one-year chip. So very exciting. Mm -hmm. How, How do you feel? Does it feel like uh, a momentous occasion or does it just feel like, okay, I've done a year? You know, uh, there are all kinds of things going on in my head about it. Um, You know, now that we can feel everything, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I I feel very happy because I really, you know, 364.5 days ago, I wouldn't have guessed that I could ever break that horrible cycle that I was in, you know, I really thought that I was doomed to just drink my life away and, and die that way. Um, so I feel very, very happy. I feel very blessed that I, I made it out of that. Um, I also realized that, you know, it's my, the one year is tomorrow. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, this is something that occurred to me last night. I thought, you know, I'm so close to a year. How great is that going to be? It's kind of like that wishing your life away thing, you know? Uh Uh, And I thought, you know, I could still not make it. It like something weird could happen. And so really that big milestone shouldn't be what I focus on. Just, just every single day that I stay sober is a milestone, you know? Every day you pledge. Yes. You pledge yes. to stay sober. And it, I've said it time and time again. And I had a conversation with um, a good friend, Drifter, this morning. And that's my phone making noises. I'm sorry. That's wrong. Um, about the moment, the now, um, and how we have to live literally in the now. Yes. But isn't that normal life? living in the now yes you have things that you look forward to that you plan right but normal life is living in the now it is it's what (laughs) it's what we should do right it's what we should do I mean you know when it's when it's a work week you're you're living for the weekend and you know when something big is coming you're you're living for that big thing um but yeah I mean every every second of every day is is such a gift that we should be enjoying that when we're we we tend to miss it yeah we uh we numbed ourselves through it and yeah. uh, i don't know if you listened to the karina and i did a podcast earlier this week and i said to her i said we're normal because we don't drink we're normal people we never used <laughs> to be normal people <laughs> Well, what is normal Polly what's normal <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I'm not normal I never have been I'm, um, and I did a, I did a post and it, we took we're all individual me and my hair rollers in Walmart um, mm-hmm. 
And it was to prove that everybody's individual. Nobody takes any notice. And I mean, from conversations from different people, it's surprising how many people, when you admit that you don't drink now, that admit that they are the same, that they themselves have been X amount of months, years, whatever, sober. Have you come across any of that? I have. I have. um, Just recently, some people that I talked to have said, um, you know, that they they struggled or um, that they're they're trying to cut back, moderate that magical word, you know, and um, doesn't exist. Yeah, I (laughs) know. And I've even heard of, you know, some people that I know um, that are, you know, hush, hush in recovery. Um, So I, I don't think that this, you know, we're, we're very, we're not alone, you know, no. um, but we're brave enough to, to say it so that we can hopefully help other people, give them the courage to keep going. And I think coming into the app has proved to us how much we are not alone. Right. Because right. That, that app for me has been an absolute light in the dark right at the beginning. It is. It's a game changer that the connection. Yes. Um, and, and I think that it's all how you go into it too, because you can go into something and, and read or hear about someone's life and maybe think to yourself, uh, you know, I am, I'm totally not that bad. I am not there. So I'm okay. Um, but that's not the point of, of connection. The point of it is to find the ways that you are similar Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times we can just say um, to ourselves when we hear a, a really sad story or one where their elevator went a bit lower than ours, all we need to put on the end of our statement is yet, you know, I'm, I wasn't there yet. I didn't have that happen to me yet. Uh, you know, if, if you're lucky enough to stop that elevator before you get to certain bottoms, then, then it's a blessing, but you definitely have to look for the ways that we're similar. So when you get on that app, you, that open mind uh, will definitely, it will help you heal quicker. Yeah. You have to have an extremely open mind. Yeah. Um, because if you haven't, you're not receptive to the information and to the connections that are going to help you with your sobriety. Right. Yep. Um, and as we both know, we've made some amazing connections. I've, I've made some wonderfully virtual friends. It was like we started a few years ago with avatars that were our little right. virtual personas. Now, yeah. now we have virtual friends that are true friends. We've got true friends and um I've developed some wonderfully true friendships through that app of I am sober. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have friends. um, Well, we have friends in Ireland, you know, Scotland, um, Australia. I, I email with people in Australia and Idaho and oddly enough um, became very good friends with somebody in Washington who uh, when I was, just desperate for help, um, said, let me hook you up with somebody in New Jersey and, and see what, 
she can do. And he did. And she's my sponsor now. So, I mean, you know, from one part of the United States to another, I, I found my AA sponsor and my path to, you know, a better way to live. Mm-hmm. And in this past year, what yes. has helped see you through some of the difficult times? Because we've all had difficult times. Yes. Life is a challenge and the challenges don't go away just because we don't drink. No, gosh, darn it. (laughs) You know, I was, (laughs) I was thinking that today too, because I thought, you know, I thought that being almost at a year, I would, uh, my life would be perfect. Oh my God. What, what a funny thing. An illusion. (laughs) Yes. Um, but you know, the things that have helped to me are obviously the app because I love to write down the way that I feel and that's that's cleansing for me but also to get the feedback is very helpful um everybody is so supportive on there um so the app helps a lot um I have a toolbox that I've created and my toolbox used to consist of wine and uh I've thrown that out and now it has um painting, running, um, going down to the beach, walking, uh, podcasts, music, um, all kinds of things now that I, I turn to when I need to rejuvenate or, you know, kind of replenish myself. Um, and, and I have to do that every day, you know, like, people will say, you know, sobriety is hard. It is hard. If you do it right, it is hard work. Every day I do something dedicated toward my sobriety. Um, so those, those things are important to me. Those are the things that are, I do when things are hard. Some people fall out of the pledging side of the app. Do you still pledge every morning? I do. I do as well. I do. Yeah. Um, there are times that like, I, I think like lunch will roll around and I'll go, Oh my gosh, I, I forgot to pledge. Um, but every morning, uh, I at least say a prayer, you know, I, uh, and I do usually get on because I like to see how everybody is, what everybody's mm-hmm. doing. And, and that's, that's big for me too. That's, uh, that, helps me put plant my feet in the soil that I want to go in (laughs) Mm -hmm. so you say your roots are digging your roots are starting to go deep they are they are and I I I like I like where it's going I like how I'm feeling a lot more than I used to yeah you use AA also I do use AA yeah thank you I'm sorry I forgot that um I do um I I did it first through zoom because things were still kind of closed down, you know? Yes. Um, and that was a very comfortable, actually safe way to do it. Uh, for me anyway, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I have a little bit of social anxiety. Um, and so that felt good to do it that way. And then things started to open up and my, my sponsor who I talked to, we talk at least once a week, but we, um, we text every day. And, and she said, you know, you, you've got to make it a goal here soon to go to an area, a group that's around you. And I did find a, an all women's group that I, I just love. Um, they're, 
they're beautiful people, you know? And, um, and so I go there, uh, once a week and yeah, I enjoy it. I think the support of other women is so important. I mean, yes, there are AA meetings with both males and females. Uh, they can be wonderful, but I think women tend to feel a lot more comfortable in a room full of women because when we first come into sobriety, and I've said it many times, we are extremely vulnerable emotionally. Right. And we need other women around us to help us uh, be, uh, because they are the ones that understand. Because one of the things you said right at the beginning here was the feelings. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, all the feelings, the pain, um, the sadness, the shame with ourselves, um, we need it's other there. women. Yeah. yeah, it's there. And I think other women can tend to understand because guys look in a mirror and they see themselves. Women look in the mirror and they go, oh, God, my hair looks dreadful today. Oh, I've got a spot <laughs> on my chin. We don't. <laughs> we do, don't we? I mean, it, it, yes. it's the way we operate. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you done it yourself? Have you looked in the mirror and found all your flaws and your vaults <laughs> oh my god just recently I looked in the mirror and I saw a little chin hair and I thought are you shitting me who, who hasn't told me about this <laughs> wait till your mustache comes no I'm oh my god <laughs> yes. uh, so yeah and I don't even just see like those kinds of flaws I see um I used to see somebody that I thought was um was pretty pathetic you know Mm -hmm. And, and now I, I look and I see somebody that's pretty damn strong. Uh, I, I think that what we're doing is amazing. And I think that we've all been blessed because I think that we're so different from normal people even. And mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's wonderful because we look at life with new eyes, you know, everything is new, everything is better. And we look at people with love, no judgment. And I don't think that that's something that unless you've been through what we've been through, people can do. You say looking at the world through new eyes. I mean, can you remember taking the littles to somewhere like an aquarium or a zoo and their eyes getting big and round the first time they see things? Yeah. The, the sheer joy on the face of seeing something for the first time and experiencing experiencing it right and I think it's that kind of feeling it's like being a kid again it is it's beautiful it's so fun it is um and I was going to say I was something I was going to say and I forgot because I'm I'm an old lady I can say that but I'm not <laughs> Well, me too. So it's okay. Be, be my excuse from here on out. I'm an old lady. Um, I told my children I'm buying a senior rail pass when I come over to the UK. I'm going to travel around as a an old person because I can now. I can do it cheap. I always ask for the senior discounts as well when I go places. Do you do a senior discount? <laughs> you know, do you like do that? that? My mom. My mom does the same thing. Ten percent. Ten percent. I'll take it. And that's oh. crazy because um, going and said you get senior discount and then go and buy a bottle of wine Shh, crikey mikey we were such a contradiction weren't we <laughs> right 
Yeah. You know, I was looking at the app and that's an amazing thing. I've, uh, I've saved like almost $5,000 and I can put it in my pocket. (laughs) Yeah. Like my, my, uh, bank account, it, it's not, I don't live paycheck to paycheck. And I really think it's just going and buying those bottles of wine that was killing me. But most importantly is the, the time. Have you seen, like, have you looked at the app and seen the time that you save? Yes. Like, I think. That's crazy to think that all of that time I would have just been sitting drinking. God almighty, that's awful. And I think we, we hear from so many people that say when, when people say, what are some of the joys and the gifts of sobriety and time is one of the first things people. Yeah. Time and sleep. Yeah. Good sleep. I mean, good sleep. You know, even a bad night's sleep is better sober. People say even right. a bad day is better sober than, you know, one. I know. Time. But even a bad night's sleep when you're sober. I know. It's still I a was, good night. <laughs> it is. I used to like uh, just lay there and think, okay, I'd go over how many glasses of wine I had and where that would put me on the hangover scale. And you know, like you, that dreaded three o'clock when oh. you pop one eye open and you like do a, a system check. How's my head? Like, oh shit, it's worse than I thought it was going to be. And you know, like just, it's so great to just wake up in the morning and be like, you know, here I am. <laughs> and the kitchen's tidy. Everything's put away before bedtime. So you get up and you're getting up to a nice clean space. Yeah, because sometimes yeah. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and think, "Did I actually switch the dishwasher on? Yeah, Hang on. Did I feed the cat? What? I know. What did I do? Yeah. yeah, it's the not and sometimes the not knowing is the worst. And towards the end, yeah, uh, um, the self hatred I think was 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 what I I really really struggled with towards the end. I hated myself. Oh, me too. Me too. And then it's, it's impossible to find joy in anything when you're filled with so much hatred mm-hmm. for yourself, yeah. you know, like I, how can you possibly love me? You know, there's, there's no way. Um, if, if I don't love myself, <laughs> you just believe the worst. And that's exactly what, um, alcohol wants you to do. That's where it wants you to be. Because then, then you keep drinking because you feel like you're not worth it. And it's it's hard to believe it's something that's been around for so long and there's still it's legal. Um, yeah. Hopefully, I don't know. My grandchildren, your grandchildren, everybody else's grandchildren, will wake up in a different kind of place to where we grew up. Because each generation has done things differently. And right. Right. Um, I've got three sons. Um, they're very, very moderate drinkers. Very. Mm-hmm. Um, my my one son. It's only if he goes out for a meal with his wife will he have a a glass of wine. Doesn't drink at home at all. And um, my other son, he's uh, he's a sports fan. So if there's a big football match on or something like that, then he'll have a few drinks with that, which is. Right. The, the two things go hand in hand for some reason. 
Um, have you made here's one? Have you made plans for the Fourth of July? Because that's usually over here a big celebration that goes in hand with hot dogs, fireworks, beer. <laughs> right. Um, you know, it, it is my grandson's birthday, uh, and so that my my daughter's in laws that side of the family. There's there's not much drinking. So I'm, I'm lucky that way that mm-hmm. we'll, we'll go down there and have a little birthday party and set off some of our own cute little fireworks. Um, but I kind of don't worry about social events anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not naive enough to think that I'll, I'll never get tempted because, you know, I, I know that somewhere along the line, you know, it will pop up that sneaky little voice. But, um, but for the most part, I feel like my, my thinking on this is just that I don't drink and mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter what will happen that, that, that I just, I never want to go back there. I'm too far on this side to, you know, to, to try that out again, mm-hmm. you know, and the feelings that we came into this with, I don't want to experience those ever again. No. No, they're, they're terrible. They're terrible. They really, really are. And um, mm-hmm. so you do AA, you've got Quit Lit. And mm-hmm. I heard you talking earlier about a book that you, you thought was absolutely hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the Russell it's Brand. It's so book. funny. Freedom yes. from Our Addictions, Recovery, Russell Brand. And he, he is funny. I mean, and he's, he's always been, been a funny guy in the UK Mm -hmm. and um, he he's got his alternative to the 12 steps as you you told us Um, and uh, let's see if I can find those here I know I've got some questions here first and we do a couple of these and he says it's an exercise exercise questions and he says are you a bit fucked yeah, I know right. that's so great. Step one. So- <laughs> step one. Are you a bit fucked? And what do you want to change? When you came into sobriety, what was the main thing you wanted to change? Um I, I wanted to change the way I felt. I didn't want to not want to get out of bed anymore and live. You know, I I mm-hmm. I, I think I've said before that um I never would have like committed suicide, but I, I didn't want to live. Um, and it was okay because, you know, the more I drank, the more I wasn't living. So it was happening that way. So I, I wanted to enjoy life again. I wanted to get out of bed and look forward to what the day held for me. Then also with step one, how had the problem of drinking affected relationships within the family did you feel disconnected or that you weren't contributing to your family life you know I felt like I was uh, a time bomb Mm -hmm. just waiting to go off it was just what was going to set me off so anytime anyone would talk to me about something that was important to them um like I didn't, I didn't deal with it well. 
And so a lot of times my husband and the kids would talk with each other and, and he would say, don't, don't tell mom about this, you know, because I would, I would explode. I would either get really angry or just sob, um, you know, like, uh, like I said, just an emotional time bomb. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I realized, uh, I needed to get my shit together was talking to my daughter, um, one night and like, you know, trying to connect and she was telling me some things. And, and when we woke up in the morning, she said, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving now. And I said, oh, where are you going? And she looked at me like I was absolutely insane. And she said, we talked about it all night long last night. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Right. Like tried to pull it off. But, um, I was, I was terrified. I thought you can't even remember a conversation you had with your daughter. What, what kind of a a mother are you, you know, a person, what kind of a person are you? I think as mothers, we beat ourselves up so much, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. On a good day, (laughs) let alone on a drinking day. I stopped beating myself up. I don't like the bruises. And I don't about you, but if anybody mentioned my drinking, I got very defensive. Mm -hmm. Because I knew it was wrong. Right. I I know. And, you know, I don't think anybody ever questioned it here. And I'm not sure why, except that the only thing I can think of is that it was just normal. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it was when I was growing up, too. It was just how you did a Friday night. It was just how you did, you know, a Sunday afternoon. It was just how you did everything in life. And so I just feel, yeah, snow days. I mean, you name it, bad days, good days, all the days in between. Mm -hmm. That's how you did it. And so there was never any question as to why are you doing that? Because we just always did. Yeah. Step two, could you not be fucked? (laughs) I love this. Do Do I accept that change means I must think, feel, and act? differently right isn't that crazy because you mm-hmm. just think you're just gonna quit drinking right mm-hmm. yep. you don't you do you do just quit drinking but then that's just the tip of the that's, iceberg yeah that's the start yeah that's just getting off the blocks <laughs> yeah you don't even realize that there is a Mm-mm. lot more a lot more but it is because we've talked many times within the app and within um groups and things like and zooms that the first step is just just not drink but that's right. only the first step and in NAA they even say 12 steps and 90 days you know before you can even think that right yeah you know it's it's a starting point for a marathon mm-hmm. and this is a marathon because it's the rest of your life and that doesn't scare me when you're a lot older, but the rest of my, you know, thinking that I'm not going to do this for the rest of my life, it doesn't bother me. No, it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's a strange feeling, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And actually I wish, I hope that, you know, because you keep saying you're an old lady, but you're not, <laughs> <laughs> but, and I'm at, I'm at 51 and I, I hope I'm that. Old. 
<laughs> no. I hope that through people hearing us, yes, that they they do it sooner, you know, mm-hmm. because it's it's so worth it. It really is. Yes, and um, we've got uh, a young guy within our groups, uh, Todd, young Australian, haven't we? He's yeah. in his early thirties, and he's committed to this for this for the rest of his life because he suddenly realised the joy of being present for his his young children and his wife and his work and, you know, just being present in his life actually is, is a gift. Yeah. And it can't be squandered. And I said something uh, that, you know, this isn't, this life is not a rehearsal for something else that's going to come along later. This is the real thing. This is all you've got is this one life. Yeah. You know, you're, you're not going to get a second bite at the cherry. Well, I don't know. Maybe I might come back as a cat. I quite like the idea of coming back as a cat. But um, <laughs> if, if it's anything like my cats, I'm coming back as a cat. But um, here's another question from step two. What is mm-hmm. your conception of a personal higher power? Right. That's a big one. Everybody has different mm-hmm. You know, when I'm when I'm down at the beach, I can feel the higher power in uh, in the wind, in the water, you know, in the in Mother Earth. I just feel like that's huge. You know, that gives me strength and um, rejuvenates my soul. But I was uh, I was born and raised a Catholic. And, uh, you know, the way that I, I look at God now is completely different than the way I looked at God for all of my other years of life. Um, I, I actually have a relationship with him now. I feel that he's very loving and very forgiving. And, um, and I feel like, you know, just like that poem um, that you, or I think it's a Psalm he left the 99 to save me. And when I would hear that, when I was drinking, I would think I'm, I'm not worth saving. He would not do that for me. Um, and now I think he did. He did that for you. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, the way, like I said, the way that I look at him, I I looked at him uh, religiously previously. And now I look at him as a friend you know, mm-hmm. so that's the difference there. Yeah. And in the NAA, it's, it's always states, I mean, they say God, but the expression is a God of my understanding. Correct. You can, so, anything that you believe in. Yes. Because we say God, some people say Allah, some people say Judah, you know, it can be, mm-hmm. it can be any name. Um, I, I like to think that I'm spiritual, that I, I look at, what was created for me to enjoy mm-hmm. um, like you outside mother nature, the trees, the water, the weather. I mean, I can take a windy wet day. I love it because, sure. you know, it's, it's all part of the universe. And uh, funny enough, I was just reading something that said, you know, connect to the universe mm-hmm. because it, it's, it's a whole big thing. Um, and, I um, think it tends to tends to scare people when they hear higher power. They will automatically start thinking religion, don't they? 
They do. And it shouldn't be scary. No. I think it's anything, anything that you um, hang your hope on, you know, yes. we all have something that gives us strength and that, you know, we can kind of rejuvenate from it, um, um, You know, my husband, it's fishing, you know, uh, for some people it could be, you know, working in the kitchen, giving to people, you know, anything, creating. anything that, yes. Yep. Anything um, that gives you some energy back. And yeah. And also these kind of things usually bring you peace, which is, isn't yes. that part of it. Spiritualism is finding a peace. And yes. um, you could almost say that meditation is the same thing, connecting with your higher power because you're bringing yourself to a place of peace. Right. Yep. Um, uh, that sometimes I go off the rails, don't I? I go down these rabbit holes, but here we go. Step three. No, that was, that was a good one. You brought, you brought me <laughs> peace just in your words. Thank you. Are you on your own going to unfuck yourself? Um, no. <laughs> uh-uh. I tried that. That was white knuckling all the way, man. Nope. It doesn't work. It did. And it's yes. Um, and I know it's hard to say, and I'm sorry, people, if you hear this, but we read some posts. I don't bet you, but I can read some posts within IAS and you can almost see who is white knuckling. Yes. And we all white knuckle at first, really, oh, you know, it, and then you the fail. Start. Yeah. Yep. Yes. But just never give up. And then no. all of a sudden you won't be white knuckling. You'll be like, oh, like this is really something I want to do. And it's okay to feel pride in yourself. Uh, yeah. Oh, the, I know they say pride is one of the deadly sins and seven deadly sins and pride goes before a fall. But this is, I think this is a different, I know I'm splitting hairs, aren't I? It's a different kind yeah. of pride. It's a self pride. It's not, right. it's not a gloating. We're not gloating. Correct. Right. Um, it, it is very important. It, it, it's uh, it's vital, I think, in your success to be proud of yourself for making it so far, mm -hmm. or you know how many hours or a day. Um, I, I think that the problem with it is when you like everything. Too much of a good thing is not good, right? And, and obviously, we have that issue, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> I call us enthusiastic personalities. I prefer that one to addicts, actually. Addictive personalities, I think, is a, a harsh one. I just say I've got an enthusiastic personality because we have a tendency to go hell for leather at whatever we take on. Yes, yes. And we exhaust ourselves sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. But one thing that I do, make, I do exhaust myself, and I know it, and I admitted that this morning when I was having a conversation with Drifter, that all of a sudden uh, last week I reached a place of, it was a low spot, but it was a low spot where my mind was tired. I'd been going, 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 and my mind got tired. I wouldn't, and it manifests physically then in that you're tired yourself. Your mind gets tired, right. you get tired. Yes. And I stepped back and it only took a few, two, three days. And all of a sudden I'm back. And yeah, that's such, when you think two, three days, that's such a short period of time. 
mm-hmm. to feel because you hear people say, well, I feel blah. Yeah. Because you tend to go half a leather at things and then you're running on a little empty. Yeah. Do you do and it? And when we were drinking, yeah, oh, for sure. When we were drinking, we didn't catch the signs from our body because we weren't using all of our senses, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't hear or we just drowned it, you know? Um, but now that we can hear that little, you need to take a rest mm-hmm. or, um, or you need to talk to somebody, or I think you need to drink more water. Like we can hear all those little signs from our body. Um, and it's amazing. I, you like, you need to go to bed early or, you know, uh, things that I just ignored. I go to bed early. I love it. Oh, me too. My, my husband said, we've got to go to bed then. And I'll say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bless uh-huh. him. He's been really, really good. <laughs> so, but, um, but step four, here we go. Inventory, personal inventory. That's This is yeah. the one that, as we go for, to me, step four is, that's a constantly evolving thing because. Indeed. I keep discovering things and having aha moments, even, you know, right. every, all the time. Right. I hear someone say something and I'll go, well, yeah. And I never thought of that as being something wrong with me. Right. Right. No, I know when I did step four, I had pages and pages and pages of things that um, were my resentments, you know, things that I, I were, I guess you could call it baggage, you know, Mm -hmm. things that I was carrying around with me. And, um, as I was writing these things down, uh, I was having these epiphanies where, um, you know, well, my, I remember my sister saying, uh, in a casual conversation to someone else. And I wasn't there. It was, it was heard by somebody that I was a grouch and, uh, you know, 18 years later, I still remember it. And as I wrote it on paper, I was thinking, why are you mad about this? You were a grouch. You were a horrible grouch. (laughs) You know, you were, you were drinking all the time. Nobody knew if you were going to be happy or grouchy or sad or, or what, but you were just a miserable mess. Why are you mad about this? And so everything that I wrote, I saw, I was like, this is me. Well, this was my part in this. Oh here's what I did here. You know, it was like, I could see the things that I did. Whereas before it was all the other person's fault. I think step four, yeah. Step four is really holding the mirror up to yourself, isn't it? It is. And then, um, and then telling somebody about it is, is really a way to understand that no matter what you do, it's okay that people still will love you and accept you. So it's really kind of a cool thing. And then you're right. You do go through where like I lay down at night now and I think about what I did for the day. What did I do? Well, what did, what do I see that fell into that pattern um, that I don't want to be in anymore? So I, I think, and I think in sobriety, that's a great way to end the day because you can end the day on a positive note. And if you end the day on a positive note, you start the next day in, in a positive frame of mind. 
Um, it does help. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You're not going to always get everything right. And no. we're human and we make mistakes. And it's like um, when the children do something and after you've told them not to do it and they do it and they hurt themselves and you say, what did I tell you? Right. And they learn well, and you, they do. <laughs> yeah. And you know, when you're saying that, I'm thinking um, there were some, oh, what are they? Quotes, I guess, that people would mm-hmm. say when I first started uh, this journey where I would like, you just go, eh, like, are you kidding me? If I hear one day at a time, again, I'm going to throw up or progress, not perfection, you know? And now like I could tattoo those on my body. I love them because it is, it is about progress. Like all of those years that we were striving to be perfect and then drank when we weren't, um, nobody's perfect. Nobody is. Cliches. We love it. I mean, it's a variety. We, we love it. At first yeah. you hate the cliches and you think if someone, yeah, like you say, if someone else tells me one more time. Yeah. And the, the one expression that we all hate is you've got this because anyone who's an alcoholic will tell you this, because this journey is one day at a time, you've never got this. Right. You can't. So it's like I was saying just now, we're constantly evolving within the journey, discovering more and more about ourselves Mm -hmm. Um, and changing the way we look at things and things that were vitally important to get me sober right at the beginning. I sort of grown out of and I'm moving into another way. And I had this conversation in that I'm now moving not so much with the quitlet now. I'm moving more into books uh, that are delving more into me. How, right. um, how I look at the world and things like that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the thing that we can always count on is change, right? Yes. And so even even as a sober person, we're not going to be the same sober person we were at two weeks, you know? Um, yeah, we're, we're starting to try to figure out where we fit in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so step five was telling someone. Um, mm-hmm. And no one wants to admit their faults, do they, to somebody else. We'll admit them to ourselves quietly mm-hmm. in the privacy <laughs> of uh, the bedroom, the bathroom, wherever. But right. admitting them. It's embarrassing. Oh, can you hear me now? Yes. <laughs> I said it, it's, um, sorry, folks, I actually hit the pause button and, and, and our Webby couldn't hear what I was saying. Step five, it's, it's, it's a tough one. Um, like, like I say, we don't, we don't like to admit in front of other people what we've right. done wrong. Right. And that's... Uh, it's embarrassing. It is. It is embarrassing. And then we get to step six in this in this Russell. We're doing the Russell Brand book by the book, by the way, Recovery, Freedom from Our Addictions. His variations on the, the the 12 steps. Step six 
Uh, well, that's revealed a lot of fucked up patterns. <laughs> <laughs> so four and five, yes. Yes. Um, if I do not change, what will happen? Right. Right. Well, like I, like I said earlier, I felt like um, I could see my, my part in things. And I, I saw that, you know, I was a person that was uh, very jealous. And I, I think that it's because I was so miserable that anybody that appeared happy, uh, you know, I wanted what they had. Um, so I was a very uh, jealous person. And I, you know, um, that's something that I work, work on every day. I mean, I don't. I wonder if it's more envious than jealousy. Envy probably. rather than I mean, jealousy. Th- probably, I, it's definitely changed. You know, yes. I feel like uh, I have a a better understanding of how what people portray to the world isn't necessarily everything. You know, that mm-hmm. everybody has their own little pile of shit that they have to deal with, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Depends on how big your pile is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can I hide oh, it? Yeah. Can I tuck it? Or is it yeah, so big? It's in that big pile at the back of the house. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> Step seven. Are you willing to live in the new way that's not all about you and your previous fucked up stuff? You know, I, I like, I like living where, when it's not all about me, it's so much better. And I know that when I feel like I'm getting too caught up in myself again, when I am feeling anxious that, uh, I need to go out and do some kind of service to help somebody. I need to step outside of myself. Um, we can get too caught up in ourselves And while it's important to take care of ourselves, it's that excessive thing again. Mm -hmm. It's also, you, you can also get too much into you. Um, and you, you need to ground yourself again and help people that don't have as much as you do. I think when we first get sober, we do get selfish because we have to be selfish in our sobriety. And the further along the journey gets, the, the more, and this is, this is such a good life sober that you truly want others to appreciate that which is why I think we go out and try and get that message to other people which is actually step 12 as we know in the in NAA right Um, we're constantly doing that every time we make a post Drifter and I had a, a podcast saying this Every time we make a post in I am sober, um, we're paying it forward. We're, we're trying to help someone else by explaining how we were feeling or right. how we are feeling and what we did to pull ourselves out of a funk or whatever. So we're constantly in the app doing step 12 and also step four and five. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important to note too, that like, you know, for the first year of getting sober, you're right. It's, it's not selfish. You have to take care of yourself mm-hmm. and, yeah. and you don't really need to go beyond yourself within that first year because it's all about you and getting strong. Uh, and until, and until that happens, 
you know, you, you should just help you. Mm -hmm. Step eight, prepare to apologize Mm -hmm. to anyone who was affected by you being so fucked up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have constantly apologized to Dan. Uh, because uh-huh. he was the one who was around when I got well and truly fucked up. Mm-hmm. Did yeah, you I, did you do the apologies? I did. I did do apologies. Um, some of them, it's funny because some of them fell right into my lap, <laughs> where where you know it was like a sign that here you need to apologize to this person, and um, and I I took it and ran. And other ones, you know, I, I called or I met with and, um, and, and, and apologized. Yeah. And some of them had no idea, like it was amazing, but I, I said to one of my friends, I'm sorry for all the times that you asked me to do something with you. And I would call you in the morning and say that I couldn't make it. I said, you know, I, I didn't feel well on those days. I was hungover. I didn't have the courage to tell you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it made her cry because she, she felt like I didn't like her. And, um, and so it, it was, you know, it's, it's sometimes a really good thing to apologize because people have no idea where things are coming from sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the, the, if you don't speak up, people can't know. And it's right. We're, we're all guilty of that one. I mean, how many times has Dana said to me, um, are you okay? I'm fine. You know, and you're not fine. Mm-hmm. And they know full well you're not fine by the tone of your voice. But now I'm learning to say, well, no, not really. Right. Um, and open up and say how I'm feeling, how thing, you know, and he's a great person for feedback. I can talk to him. I'm lucky. Uh-huh. I am just so, so lucky. And um, uh, because sometimes when you're trying to express yourself, you feel stupid because you can't find the right words. And that, you know, because sometimes there aren't words to express. Well, I feel kind of. Ugh. Right. It's not right. a word. <laughs> right. It's not, off isn't a feeling. <laughs> it is yes, us. it is. <laughs> Oh, I, uh, did you ever watch that movie Inside Out? Yes, that is so true. <laughs> there is such a message in those Pixar movies. If people go and watch them, Inside Out, the feelings—that is a good one. Eight and nine was the apologies, and ten. Watch out for fucked up thinking and behavior. Being honest. Yeah. yeah. There yeah, we go that's... back to it. It's not all about me. Right. Right. It's not. What? It's not. No. no, it's not. <laughs> surprise, uh, surprise. And it's funny because I, I do that now even where, um, you know, I'll, I'll be walking around the kitchen very quietly and my husband will say, did I do something wrong? And it's funny because it's like, this is not all about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas, you know, that's, that's exactly what I used to do. Like, you know, what did I do wrong? Um, <sighs> just everything came back to me and and it's not, we, I think we'd be surprised to realize how little things are really about us. And it's like that, what I just said, when Dan would say to me, um, are you okay? And I'd say, I'm fine. Yeah. 
then that then they start worrying the same kind of things. Well, did I did I say something wrong? Have I done something wrong? So I mean, it's yeah. a two, you know, you're passing it back to them, right? So that they start worrying and thinking, right? What have I done? Right. You know, like most guys, that when you say to them, "I'm fine," they sit there thinking, "Oh, oh what did I do? What did yeah, I say? What have I forgot?" <laughs> I know. I know. It's it's married life. It's wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> so great. <laughs> Step 11, stay connected to your new perspective. Am mm-hmm. I willing to live in service of this higher self, this ulterior realm, this new right. world? Because it's a new world. It is. And there are um, times that I think I, 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 don't, I don't think that I would ever, you know, go back to drinking. But there are times that I think it was a hell of a lot easier mm-hmm. um, to just... Escape. Or a glass of wine and join everybody, you know, but, yeah. um, but no, I'm, I'm too, too dedicated to it now. So it might've been a hell of a lot easier, but yeah. the easy way isn't always the best way. It is um, not. No. Um, and shortcuts, nobody benefits from shortcuts. Mm-mm. You know, it, it always comes back and bites you on the bloody ass. That one does. It does. Step 12, look at life less selfishly, be nice to everyone, help people if you can. And one of the things to consider here, he says, is have I experienced a deep change in my thinking, feeling, and behavior? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, you can't go through, you can't go through those steps. And even if you don't do the steps, even if you are uh, doing this, you know, through friendships or, um, through reading or podcasts, um, you're, you're changing, right. Um, evolving. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I do a, a unit on, uh, butterflies and watching them go from, you know, caterpillars into the chrysalis, and, and then emerging as the butterflies is just so symbolic to what we go through. Um, but you, you just can't go from one, you can't morph from a drinker to a not drinker without, without that incredible change. And I think we're in sobriety, any kind of sobriety, the butterfly is so significant to us, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. Um, yes. I've loved this. I've really, really oh, enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. And I'd like to do it again. But first, I would like to do something with you that I haven't done on any podcast. And I know this means a lot to you. Would you say the serenity prayer with me? <laughs> I would, but you know that sometimes I screw it up. <laughs> Excuse me, we're human. We are allowed to screw it up. Okay. You no, know, it doesn't have to be perfect. So come on then, darling, you start. I would love to. God, grant, grant me, me the serenity, serenity to, accept to accept the things, things I cannot, cannot change. change. The courage, the courage to, change to change the things, the things I, can. I can. And the wisdom, and the wisdom to know, to the, know difference. the difference. Amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, I've Thank so enjoyed this. Um, and... 
I want to wish you congratulations on 364 and a half days of sobriety. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Polly. I love you. (laughs) I'm sure there will be so many congratulations. Are you, have you, are you doing anything special for your one year or have you got a, I'm going to get up and yeah, I'm going to get up and watch the sunrise. Um, one of my friends is going to take me for a cup of coffee um, I have a couple of gifts that some sweet people sent me that I've been saving to open tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to kind of enjoy myself. <laughs> I, I still got, I said, I still got my one year cards up because I look at them and they just bring me so much happiness because some people sent me a one year card and it just makes your heart feel good when people enjoy where you are on the journey. Yeah. And so much encouragement, isn't there, uh, once you get into this sober life? And hopefully when our children, children's children get bigger, it'll be a wonderful place where... I agree. I agree. We're, we're it, setting the tone for it, aren't that's we? That's it. That's it. Darling, I thank you so much for giving me your time. All right. Love you, Polly. I love you, darling. You take care. Okay. You too. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.